0: Welcome back, everyone. It is Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's time for another episode of the Author Revolution podcast. So here we are, and as always, I'm your host, Carissa Andrews. This week is going to be a fun one. Well, fun if you like getting organized and feeling like you have a good handle on your author workflow. No? You don't geek out over making systems that work for you? Well, Lucky for you, I am a total systems geek. I love digging into a project, seeing the messy, expansive cluster for what it is, and then using my analytical mind to sort it all out. I kind of blame my grandpa for this one because he loved puzzles, and I think he passed that on to me. So while I might not have a man cave or a he shed or whatever you want to call it the way that he did when he did his puzzles and put them all together, I actually do have good tunes and a great project management tool that keeps me focused. So we'll get into that one in just a minute. But first, let's talk about all the things. Okay, you know what I mean. The bazillion and one tasks that you could be worrying about or focusing on when it comes to writing a single book, let alone rapid releasing a series. As a side note, the majority of what I teach on rapid releasing is also applicable to a single title. The only thing you don't have to think about is how to juggle writing multiple books at once. So that's a little bit of a bonus there. Okay, so in my opinion, there are actually five major components that you need to be considering when you're mapping out your rapid release strategy. And for those of you who may have missed it, be sure to go back and listen to episode six, what is rapid releasing to find out what those rapid release strategies are, and pick one that works best for you. That way, you can go on to make a strategic plan to implement your launch strategy properly. And this will actually start to make a little bit more sense as well. So that being said, let's go over the five major areas you'll need to organize and have a good schedule to refer back to. The first one is project conception and outlining schedule. I've said it before, and next week we'll dive into this a little bit more, but if you're a pantser, my friend, there is a good chance rapid releasing will not work as well for you. It's not to say you can't do it, but it might mean a year of writing and then a year of releasing or getting a number of books ahead of yourself before you start rapid release. When you look at a project management system as a whole, there are usually three major blocks that you're going to put everything into, okay? There's the planning phase, the creation, and then the implementation. Consider the project conception and outlining to be a crucial step of your project plan. It's huge. In fact, it accounts for a third of your overall success. So please, for all the love that's holy, spend some time to think about your concept and figure out your game plan before you ever put words on the page. So, this includes the phase of putting together your plan, like we're talking about right now, getting it into a system and figuring out all of your deadlines and all that good stuff. But you need to go over your goals for the project as well. What is it really that you wanna write? What readers do you wanna reach? When do you want it to release? How long will it take you to accomplish it? Take an honest look at what you feel comfortable with so that you don't allow overwhelm to consume you, especially in this planning phase because you can get overwhelmed there too, right? Especially when you start thinking about all the things. But if you give yourself time to be able to launch into it and to really give yourself the room to look at it strategically and consider it part of your learning and prep phase, it's not as overwhelming because you're not raring to go and try to get into the next big thing, which is writing. Instead, you're focused right here, right now on what the plan should look like first. And if you give it as much time, if not more so than some of the other phases, you're going to actually feel a lot more solid and secure. So once you have a good idea of what it is you want to write and how, you want to start outlining your series. Yes, the whole thing. However, you can do this in a couple of ways. So there is a little bit of a caveat. One way is to do a quick overview of what each book will be about. This could mean four to five sentences of what the overarching theme will be. And if you get overwhelmed easily in outlining, stick to this one so that you don't shut down, okay? Plus, you don't want to get stuck in outlining hell forever. You want to write what you want to write and get moving on it. So I get it. But you don't want to get so stuck in your outlining process that you don't move forward. Then I want you to stick to fully outlining your first book. Okay, for me, I usually take an afternoon, maybe two to four hours to really sit with the story to think about all the elements that I want to come out and I'll sit down and write a skeletal outline. However, one of the things I've really enjoyed doing this year with the Windhaven Witches is to create a chapter by chapter outline, which I totally did not see coming because to be perfectly honest, I've loved the skeletal outline so that it gives me that room to kind of pants things along a little bit, but at the same time, be organized with how I want things to go. But I found that it gives me just enough details to know what I plan to write so that my subconscious can play with the information. And it also gives me a great direction to start running in. I actually did this for all four books, even though I'm only wrapping up Secret Legacy, which is book one right now. So I know what the entire series is going to look like. And Because I know certain elements that will happen in the other books, I can drop little Easter eggs that people may not notice until they go back and reread it. I love that sort of thing. It's probably why I like the Marvel Avengers movies so much. In fact, my family and I are rewatching the four Avengers movies with my youngest right now. And knowing the whole arc, actually, I get chills seeing all the little hints that they dropped that I never even picked up before. So I want to incorporate that into my own worlds and the way that I write. Okay, so my tip for you in this section is to spend at least a week going through your planning and outlining process, at least, minimum, okay? Ideally, it should be as much as two to three weeks because really, this gets you invested into your goal. So be sure to give yourself specific dates and deadlines that you want to hit throughout all the different areas and make sure that you add them to that project management tool. This, of course, isn't even touching on things that you might need to keep track of when it comes to your story. And while I love my project management tool, and I'll tell you, like I said, at the end of this podcast episode, but I don't use it to keep all of my story notes inside of it. Instead, I use something like Scrivener or OneNote, depending on if I'm writing a single book or if I'm writing a series. And that way I can organize everything in one easy to find place. It's an added piece to the way I work. And it's the way I like to keep things organized because it feels right to compartmentalize it that way. But you can always find a different organizational system for that part of your novel writing. Maybe it's a real notebook or a wall that you use behind you, like a serial killer mapping out uh, what's happening next. I don't know. Whatever works for you, you just make sure that you're adding that strategy part to the plan of your overall deadline for this phase. Okay? All right, next, number two, comes the phase that everyone wants to dive straight into, but should hold off until that planning part is actually done and that, of course, is writing. Yes, it's important, but in all honesty, it is not more important than the other components. Yes, you heard me right. It is not more important because in order to write well, we need to have that synergy behind all the different things that are happening. And that's where a lot of authors get that overwhelm because they don't know how to make sure everything is happening as one big engine, right? With writing, it's just likely that this one takes the longest, so people feel like it is the most important, but it's really, it's just another part of the phase. And in this section, you'll need to know what your book lengths will be. Okay, this is your main part of it. You want to be aiming for 50,000 words, 70,000 more, whatever it is, you need to know what your numbers are so that you can calculate just how many words per day you need to write in order to stay on track. Writing a novel is a marathon. It is not a sprint. So you need to pace yourself and give yourself the gift of a daily writing habit. Yes, daily writing habit. When you break it into word count goals, it's a tangible, actionable number that your brain understands. And that's the only reason why it's important. Don't get hung up on the words or the word count numbers, but it gives you that target so that you have that smart, actionable goal to work towards. Use it to your advantage. Whether you use Word or Scrivener, you can see how many words are in any given document. Although Scrivener does allow you to keep track of your overall goal and how many words hit the page anywhere inside the manuscript, whether it be on the day or as you're making your way towards that progress. So if you hop around from scene to scene, this could be particularly helpful for you. I personally write in Scrivener or in the Scrivener app for iPhone, and I love it. I have used it for years it keeps my brain on track, it keeps it focused, and for whatever reason, I just don't feel comfortable when my novel is one big document that I'm working in. I feel like I could really easily get lost or really easily get overwhelmed or really easily just accidentally erase part of it, and I don't want that to happen. All right, so at any rate, once you have your schedule in mind, get it in your project management tool and add in the deadline for each goal. Not just the end game goal. (laughs) end game. (laughs) Anyway, must be on my mind. But your weekly goals as well. And I prefer weekly check-in goals rather than daily goals, even though we're doing a daily word count. But really my biggest one is to be looking at the overall week goals. And that's because there will be days that you miss due to unforeseen circumstances. Hey man, that's life. But when you have a weekly goal, you can always work to make it up on the days that have a little bit more wiggle room. When we write, we need as many opportunities to celebrate our wins as possible. Am I right? So give yourself the room to celebrate your wins rather than beat yourself up when things don't work out. However, as you're going along, if you find you're consistently not hitting your goals, rather than giving up on it altogether, just adjust them so that they fit you better. Remember, this is your goal. You're in charge of it, not the other way around. Just make sure that you're working toward progress honestly and not giving in to excuses. Okay? Deal? The next phase you need to keep track of is your editing and revision schedule. This will look different for every author. So if you use beta and alpha readers, you might have them in your schedule. If you send chapters to critique partners during the writing process, you might want to keep track of that. If you're an autocrit or grammarly editor, you need to plan out how long that phase of editing will take you to complete once your novel is done. Otherwise, if you work with an editor, maybe their deadline is the only thing you need to keep track of and focused on. Whatever it looks like in your world, you need to add this time to your calendar and give enough room to make the changes required once it's all said and done. Regardless of how you implement your edits, you will need to give yourself time to go through them and make those changes so that your manuscript is ready to go and goes out perfectly. Well, as perfectly as possible, right? How long this phase takes will really depend on your system and how you do the whole flow of it. The important thing to know is what it looks like for you so that you can give out deadlines appropriately. All right, number four is the post-production schedule. Sometimes authors really don't think about this very well. It's kind of like rushed and just kind of shoved together. But this phase is pretty important because it includes your covers, your layout, and the actual act of publishing. So if you're an indie author, like I assume you are, then you'll want to have your cover designed as early as possible so you have something to promote. To be honest, if you're planning a release that's a year out, you can go ahead and do this on Amazon. So you might even want to get the sales page up and load it early. If a longer runway really isn't necessary for you because you're just going to kind of give it a couple of weeks and let it go, then hey man, that's fine. But you might want a few weeks to do your cover reveal and then launch it. Either way, you do want to think about your covers as early as possible. So it gives your designer time to create it. Covers are important. I mean, we all know the adage of, you know, don't judge a book by a cover, but it's still happening and it's still true. So you need to make sure your cover hits your genre. It resonates with the readers that you're trying to pull in. And you do that by finding a cover designer who is really in alignment with what your genre is and the goals for the book. And kind of the way you as an author are drawn to a specific type of art. So keep that in mind. Now your layout is something you'll need to worry about, obviously, once you've implemented your revisions. If you do not have a tool like Vellum, you'll want to make sure that you have a formatter scheduled. It will probably take a couple of days minimum to get the file created and sent back to you. So just make sure that you know what your formatter needs and how long it takes and have that all built into your schedule. Finally, it takes time to get books up on whatever sites you do plan to publish. We talked a little bit about Amazon. So you're going to need to do things like keyword research, category research, blurb research, finalize all the details in the back end of your dashboard or dashboards, and all this little tweaky stuff takes time. If you plan to spend maybe an entire day researching with Publisher Rocket and going through Brian Cohen's book, How to Write a Sizzling Synopsis to Get Your Book Blurb Perfect, do it. Make sure it's all on the calendar and rock it out. However long you think it might take you, it really doesn't matter as long as you're planning for it. And all of those things do take time. But the cool thing is if you bulk them all together in like a single day or in a single block of days, it's finished and it's done and you're going to feel so much better about it. All right, the last component to planning your rapid release is really a biggie. It's super huge actually guys. <laughs> it's the one that needs to be added in synergistically. So at this point you may have guessed it. I'm talking about your marketing schedule. <laughs> Most of this stuff is important. And while you may not do all of this, but you might, you know, you never know. You want to make sure that it's on your calendar and that you're thinking about how it will work so that you can get all of these phases going together and make sure that people know about your book before it comes out. You don't want to get everything done and then start marketing. That's not how this works. You need to be building hype for it as soon as you know the title of your book and your series. Because the sooner they have that information, the sooner readers can latch on to it. You get me? Okay, so let's go over the main areas that I add to my plan. The first one is newsletter swaps. This is about getting other authors to swap with you to share your book and you share theirs. It's extremely powerful, but you do need to have a consistent newsletter schedule. So if you don't have that, start by making one. My newsletter goes out once a week, every Mondays. And I don't care if you do it once a month, once every other week or once a week. Just make sure that you create a schedule that you can be consistent with and not let it slide because consistency is going to help you create that connection to your readers. And it's also going to help with planning things out when you're trying to launch a book. Okay, the next one is lead magnet hype. What is that? (laughs) Basically create a lead magnet or something that will entice readers to come into your realm by joining your email list. And that can be uploading the first three chapters of your book to a site like Story Origin, Prolific Works, Book Funnel, or Wattpad. Whatever kind of lead magnet or reader magnet you want to use, it's really all about trying to build your email list and trying to get a little bit of hype about the book that you're going to be promoting. The next one is Bookbub recommendation swaps. So, if you're trying to build your Bookbub presence, and by the way, go back and listen to last week's episode number 14 if you want to know why this is important. <laughs> so, going back, if you are trying to build that Bookbub presence, then you can hop into Facebook groups for authors where you can do Bookbub recommendation swaps. And what that does is it allows you as an author to get in front of another author's audience, it's not only by your book that you're trying to recommend uh, or have recommended. But also it helps you as an author be seen because now if an author who maybe has a bigger following recommends your book, readers are going to head over to your profile and follow you there as well. So it's an organic way of being able to reach new readers, get people to hop into your profile and like you without having to pay for anything. The next one is reviews from your ARC team. This one you're definitely going to want to have added to your calendar. If you have an ARC team or a street team who reads your books and leaves reviews right away when it is loaded on a site, then make sure that you know when the email with the ARC goes out or advanced reader copy for those of you who might not know what ARC means. And when you expect them to post the reviews, that way, if the reviews don't go up, you can always follow back up with them and say, hey, guys, I know you got this book. Uh, just wondering if you can leave your review, that would be great. And if you don't have an ARC team yet, you can always use sites like Story Origin to get advanced readers who promise to post a review. And the site actually tracks whether or not they follow through. So that's pretty awesome. Okay, you also want to be thinking about your ad schedule. Yes, as indie authors, we have to keep track of how ads are used. So if you do plan on using paid ads for your books, which I do recommend if you want to get as many readers as possible into your realm, you'll want to start deciding which ones you want to use and what your budget is for both of those. The most frequently used ones for authors include Facebook ads, Amazon ads, BookBub ads, Twitter ads, and Goodreads ads. I know some people will use Pinterest ads as well. I can't say I've had a lot of success with Pinterest, but hey, if Pinterest is your jam, by all means, that's another good one you can try out as well. Okay, you also want to keep track of a big one your launch strategy. When you're getting ready to launch your first book or your series, you're going to want to think about what that really looks like. Usually, books get the most traction the first few weeks after they launch. So, if you plan to do promo stacking tours or cover reveals, you're going to want to add them to your calendar and pay for them as far in advance as possible, especially if you plan to do ads during the launch as well, because all that stuff can stack up. Plus, promo sites oftentimes will require a couple of weeks minimum of lead time just to make sure that they haven't already filled up. So the sooner you know you want to use a certain promo site, the better. The sites that you might want to stack with, regardless of your genre, include, in my personal opinion, BookBub, ENT, which is e-reader news today, Freebooksy, or Bargainbooksy, which are both run by the same company. One is for free book promotion, one is for bargain books. So most of the time, promo stacking, they want you to drop your price during whatever that promotion time is. So just a little uh, side tip here, guys. When you are launching your books, I recommend if you have a pre-order, keeping your pre-order unless you are list aiming as high as possible. So for instance, keep it at like three ninety nine, dollars $2.99, whatever, which is going to be your base rate for the book. And then right as soon as it launches, let's say, um, like for instance, Love is a Merciless God is going to be going out next week on the 11th. When it goes out, as soon as it drops, I'm actually going to be, because I can't do it until Amazon drops the book, I'm going to be putting it into a a Kindle countdown deal so that I can drop it to 99 cents during the seven-day period right after that. It probably won't go live until Valentine's Day because it does take a couple of days for it to kick in. But then you just go ahead and you are going to be, you know, 99 cents for that short period of time. And you can make sure that you're scheduling out all of those promos far in advance saying, okay, for sure, I know it's going to be the 14th, 15th, 16th, whatever, and go from there. The next one I want you to be thinking about adding to your schedule and your overall plan is your social media schedule. So this one might need to be a part of the planning phase, but for the sake of what it does, we'll keep it in marketing, okay? So for social, you want to be thinking about how you're going to handle posts, honestly. Are you doing anything new or different for this new series to hype it up and make it exciting? Do you want to make it more fun, build some mystery, intrigue, whatever it might be. Decide on your frequency, the site you're going to post on, obviously, and maybe even what kind of posts go out on each day. If you have a schedule where you know every day you're going to be doing something different, maybe Mondays are like motivational posts, Tuesdays are about promoting the book that's coming out Wednesdays or about something else. Then at least you have a template every time you go back in to do the scheduled posts because that's what I want you to do. I want you to plan a single afternoon where you patch everything together. Meaning you take all of those posts that you're going to create for the entire week so that you don't have to do it daily and you sit down and you schedule them out either using a platform like Buffer or something along those lines. Maybe you do it natively inside uh, Facebook, if you use Facebook or Facebook groups, whatever. But just make sure that you do it in a way that allows you to do it all in one afternoon and then you don't have to think about it. And if you have a readers group, don't forget to think of fun ways to encourage participation and engagement because these people can be some of your biggest advocates once your books go live. And even when they're not live, when they're just sitting there and they're having fun with you and they're trying to have a great conversation with maybe one of their best friends and they're like, hey, what have you been reading? they're going to say, I've actually been checking out so-and-so. Hey man, it's amazing how much readers will talk. So get them excited about who you are and what you do. All right. So the last thing in that marketing circle is giveaways. It obviously is a cool thing to do from the reader perspective. Everyone likes to win things, right? So think about the types of giveaways you might want to do to get people excited about the book that's coming. This could be as little as a $5 Amazon gift card or as big as a Kindle or a larger gift card. Whatever you choose to do, decide how frequently you're going to run them up until that launch, where they're going to be posted, and obviously how much you can afford. All of this can go into your plan so that you can map out exactly when posts are going to go live, when things need to be designed, if you have images that you want to create, whatever the case might be everything can be planned out. So it'll ping you and you're going to know that, oh, it's time to be able to do the next giveaway. All right. So at this point, guys, you might be thinking, whoa, that's a lot of stuff. That is a a lot more stuff than I thought. It's no wonder authors are crazy. (laughs) While that might be true, the good news is once you create a plan once, the next time you just copy it and you tweak it as necessary. So each time it does get easier. And actually, it speeds up the process. So what kind of tool have I found that does all of this and more? My favorite of all things is Asana. I absolutely adore it for a number of reasons. Not only can I break things down by deadline, but I can also see things in a visual Gantt chart way as well when you have the paid version. So this helps for when there are items that overlap. For instance, the marketing with every other phase of the project, or if you are Working on your first book, and you know that partway through the editing phase, you're going to be starting the writing phase for the next book or the planning phase for the next book, whatever the case might be. It just helps you to know when there's going to be more crunch times than otherwise. You know what I mean? So everything gets really visual, and I love that. Another thing that's nice about Asana is that I can keep track of multiple projects all at once. So if I'm doing a series, I can manage each title. As if it's its own project, because it is, and see how everything lays out in relationship to everything else. I can also break out specific items, for example, launch week in specific, so that I can manage what that looks like in a more granular and focused way, so that I know when launch week comes up, okay, this is the only thing I have to worry about. And I I just hammer it out day by day by day so that I know what steps I have to do on each day so that I don't get overwhelmed and think, oh my God, this is gonna go crazy. So I do encourage you to hop over to Asana and give it a try. You can use it absolutely free as well. So you don't need to have some of the bells and whistles like the Gantt chart if you don't want to, but you do get the calendar view. So that might be enough. And you get the majority of everything that you're going to need in order to manage your project really well. Asana will be one of the pillar tools that I'm using inside my Rapid Release Roadmap course. So if you think you might be joining me for that course later this year, I encourage you to give it a try and just kind of play around with it and get familiar with it. I'll make sure to add a link to it here in the show notes and not to mention all the other fun stuff that we talked about. So just head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 15 and you can grab the links for all of the things, all the things we talked about today. Well, there you have it, guys. (laughs) I know I talk fast and it was an exciting podcast episode. Hopefully, it was helpful for you so that you can wrangle in those feelings of author overwhelm. I know maybe the talk of all the things maybe didn't help you feel a little more calm. <laughs> but knowing that there is a way to be able to put it in a system that will pull all of it together and, and release that overwhelm, it's absolutely a game changer. So next week, we're going to be taking a deeper dive into outlining. I want to talk about this one because sometimes it's really an elephant in the room because many authors want to just pants and head straight into the writing part because oftentimes that's the fun part. But I'll be answering the biggest question of what kind of outlining works best and how to use it on your next novel. I'll even be dropping a worksheet on how you can do this, so stay tuned. One last thing before I leave though. Have you subscribed to this podcast? If not, why not? It literally takes two seconds and it would totally brighten my day. Plus, you'll be notified whenever a new episode drops, so you'll never miss a single one. How great is that? Well, that's it for me today, guys. Until next time, go forth and be awesome. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people. Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to AuthorRevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks like writing. <laughs> Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorevolution.org forward Patreon.